Yo, what up? Here we are with another episode of the Who's Where podcast. I am your host, Chase Minifield, and we have Max on the line. What's good, Max? What's up, world? We coming to you from Charlottesville, as always. Glad to be back. I hope you and Chase noticed that my, my video is so clear right now. I'm a brand new camera. You know, Chase, Chase mm-hmm. always got something to say. Oh, yeah, man. But one thing is you still got that trash can in the back, and you got those boxes in the back. <laughs> Hey, one thing at a time, all right? I'll, I'll think I'll think the back later, right? I'll think the background later. One thing at a time. That's crazy. We got a <laughs> we got a, a special guest on to the podcast today. One of our fellow UVA alumni coming to, f- from the seven five. You know, it's something different in the water down there. We have yeah. on here Tia Memphis. What's up, Tia? What's up? How you doing? Doing well. How are you? Good, doing well. All right, awesome. Where are you where are you calling in from or on the podcast from this today? Right now, I'm out here in Detroit, Michigan. Okay, cool. In the D. So give everybody like a little background of what you're doing right now. And then we're going to take it from there. And then we're going to go back to like where you're from, how you got to UVA, all those good things like that. Tell everybody what you're doing currently. Okay. Well, right now, I am a gallery manager at the Car Center. Actually, Terry Lynn Carrington, our artistic director, just won a Grammy. So we're doing big things out here. And then I'm also a chief curator at Mac Alive on the east side of Detroit. Okay. Awesome. So you're in Detroit, but you're from 757. Like right out of school, did you just go straight up to Detroit? Because you, you graduated in 2019, right? 2018. Yeah. Yes, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I my family's from Detroit. My okay. dad's from the east side. My mom's from the west side, I guess you could say all my grandparents are up here. So when I finished at UVA, I decided to go on and pursue an MFA. So I ended up going to Wayne State University, which is right in the heart of Midtown, Detroit. So I've been here ever since. Okay, cool. And um, you said you were managing a, a gallery? Correct. Yes, yes. Managing and curating. Yep. Managing and curating. So you put the vibes in place too. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> Are you are you like like what got you into the art space? Yeah, so well, I've been making art since I was three years old. So all throughout elementary, middle school, high school, when I came to UVA, I realized at first I went there expecting to go for psychology. It didn't work out, so I started taking art a little more seriously. Decided it's possible to be a professional artist. The whole starving artist mentality doesn't always have to be the case. As for the gallery realm of things and more art administration. It started one with Madison House on UVA or at UVA. I was doing arts mentors all my time there. And so that really was an opportunity for me to interact with youth, but also other artists and people interested in that. And then I also, while I was at UVA, interned at New City Arts Initiative downtown. And that really got my foot in the door of what it means to be in the gallery, gallery world and management. So do you have your own pieces in the in the gallery currently? Is that part of like managing and curating? Not not always. I mean, sometimes if you're curating, you can sneak in a piece. I yeah. don't have any pieces in this space right now. I do have a, an upcoming solo exhibition over at Live Coal, but sometimes sometimes you can sneak some art in, but typically we try to make it accessible to other people and not just make it your show, you know, I'm at least gonna have one. Yeah, you got you got yeah. one or two pieces in there, or at least on a you know drop out the front door or something. <laughs> we definitely haven't had anybody on the podcast talking about that. Does UVA like do they like how is the art art scene or the artists like community at UVA? Because I've never heard of 
Like, there's you, obviously, you have like Fashion Week and you have like our fashion. What do they used to have? I can't remember, but we used to have like the little like fashion show thing, right? And yeah. We do things like that, but it's not not too much, like, at least that I heard of when I was at school about like, you know, putting local art or like art shows. On, like art shows and things of that nature and for people to come participate in our view. That's definitely true. I mean, being a part of the art department at UVA, that that was really where I got my exposure and interaction related to the arts. So just going to other people's studios or going into the studio classrooms was really like firsthand opportunity to interact. That thinking about it, mostly there are some spaces downtown Charlottesville, like Second Street Gallery, New City Arts. And that was like the main spaces that I was able to see art in a more institutional setting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was hard to get into art, like the art scene. How like, would you describe your style? How would you describe the style as an artist? You know, I, I recently went to, uh, I, I guess, not not too recently, but one of the art galleries in New York is like a modern, it's like Muda or Moda or something like that. It's like Moma? Modern. Yeah, Moma, whatever. That, that's what it's called. You know I me, mean? I don't know the details. You know <laughs> I just, I, just know, I just know I was in there. But like, what would you consider your style of art? Like, what, what inspires you? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I started out trying to do realism. It got too boring because you're literally just replicating something. So I got into like abstract, surreal type of art. So a lot of my art is influenced not only by politics, but my intersectional background. A lot of the content of my work focuses on the black experience, especially, especially black bodies in America. Yeah. Were you were you yeah. in UK when the when the when they was marching down the street? Was you there? Yeah, I was actually um pretty active at UVA. So I was one of the activists that were out there, especially like the 2017 Unite the Right rally. Um yeah. yeah I was right right there in the front lines with a couple of people. Yeah. Nope. I want to uh, take it back uh just just a little bit. So Kind of a two-part question. Well, hold on, about. hold on. I see, don't, don't just pass by you just blurred your background. You know what I'm saying? Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Look, make comments, I fix them on the fly. But yeah, so Tia, um, you know, kind of just a two-part question. I know you, you know, you talk about like kind of doing like the black excellence and that stuff. You know, first and foremost, being a minority, one, did you, how did you break it to your parents? Did you even have to break it to your parents? Like, hey, I want to follow a career in art. You know, many of us know being minority, kind of the creative field is something that, we are very, very underrepresented and mainly because, you know, a lot of our parents are old school just don't see it as a path to success. I mean, like I said, I've been making art since I was three. So my family sees it more as a gift and like an opportunity to share my gift. So they were very supportive. My parents are my biggest art collectors. Anytime there's an opportunity, especially back in Newport News, they try to connect me with someone. They got me into some of my first commissions. So, I mean, I've always just been an artistic nerd and they they kind of expected it from me. Like I said, I tried to go for psychology, thought I was going to go the whole PhD route, but it it just, it was kind of dry. Like my passion wasn't there. So, yeah. The other one, just kind of elaborating, like, you know, what, what do you think that we can do to make it known that, hey, you know, creative field, not just art, but creative field, especially minorities, is a pathway. Do you think? You know, do you see that kind of trending upwards or do you see that kind of shrinking, you know, that between that, and, you know, funding for it? I know it's also being, especially in our communities, there's not a lot of funding for it. Yeah. I mean, it it really is just about your mentality. I mean, up here in Detroit, the art scene is very progressive. Almost everyone I know is an artist in some form of fashion, whether it's music, 
film, yeah. 2D work, you know, things like that. Um, like I said, you really have to be passionate because it's really not for the week. Like you said, the, the lack of funding, it, it becomes difficult to sustain high quality of life. I'll say that. But it's not impossible. You can always sell art. You can always apply for grants. When you work with galleries, they'll sell your work for you. There's always commissions where you can make artwork on the fly and create opportunity to give people custom pieces. I hope that answers your question. If not, feel free. Oh, yeah. No, no, it it definitely does. I mean, I I feel like, you know, kind of the art scene is just something that I also don't know much about. I know Chase is over there visiting art galleries. I'm not that cultured yet. I, I'm not on his level yet. He had different tax brackets than me, but uh, you know, I, w- I want to get up there at one point. But no, it's 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 actually interesting. You are, I think, the first artist we've had on here, and it's just a field that you know I feel like I know nothing nothing about. Okay, so yeah. let's let's run it back all the way back. So, what made you come to UVA out of seven five? Now we did a lot of seven five or seven people come to UVA, but you know, did you you said you started off with one major and you went to another for one, so. Like, what, what was the, what, what made you come to UVA? That is an interesting question. I think, one, I had a couple of scholarships and that kind of was the groundbreaking determination factor considering finances. And then also, like I said, coming in to undergrad from high school, I was an athlete. So in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm about to be on a big D1 team. I tried to walk on. So it was you tried to, to walk on a UVA? I did try. Hoops? <laughs> no, no. I actually did novice rowing for a little bit, but... Rowing? That's, that's came, dope. Yeah, we came to terms that it was not for me, but I'm originally a track and field cross-country person. So... To, oh, talk about so you ran track and cross-country. You tried, to row, you tried to do rowing at UVA? <laughs> yes, I died at track this. So oh, that's gotta, yeah, be, that's it, gotta be crazy. I already know rowing practice. That's one thing I know I'm not gonna sign up for is rowing. You know what yeah. I'm saying? On the water, absolutely not. <laughs> it's not as bad as it seems, but it's no joke. Like they, there are some serious powerhouses on that team. Oh, yeah, they was rowing all day. We used to see them when we was working out at at the at the, at the okay. uh, what was that building called? You all? The rowers got my yeah. respect. It was there before us, and it was there after us, and they was always rowing. Straight, straight on the row machine. I'll give them that. I'll give them yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lost dream really quick. But <laughs> yeah, and I also, like, I wanted to maintain in-state tuition, but I also wanted to be far enough from home that I had a little bit of time to just grow into myself and experience life. Okay. So I'm going to run through this, but you went to UVA and, you know, you realized I got to change majors and things of that nature. But a lot of things happened while you was at UVA. So talk to us about your experience at UVA and you can break, get us into kind of the things you did on campus, active and things of that nature. So talk to us about your overall experience at UVA. Overall experience, bittersweet. A lot of highs and lows. Yeah, it was it was kind of rough because I was there as soon as Martise Johnson had his whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the Unite the Right rally. But then there was also some really great wins where I got to see Lil Davis, Mae Jemison. So I thought that was exciting. I don't know. But seeing all that, especially with the way that just minorities in general are underrepresented in that space, all throughout Charlottesville and how there's a lot of prejudices and sometimes 
overt racism that may happen. I got into BSA, so the Black Student Alliance. I spent a, a couple of my days at OAAA. Okay. So that was a great resource that allowed me to just feel comfortable and also fellowship with other Black students that just be with people that look like me, but also be in a space where I felt safe. Did you have a lot of friends that came for, came with you that you knew before you got to the UVA? Not at all. I know one other person from my high school that went to UVA. Mm-hmm. And I was like, nah, I can't do it. Like, they weren't necessarily interested in a PWI. Most of them pursued an HBCU experience. They also just understood the root of the history in that space. And they were like, it's not for them. They didn't even want to. Yeah. So I came in having to start from scratch, meet new people. It's always, I always wonder how that goes for some people. I mean, I know first year dorms helps people out, but then once you get after this, once you go second year, third year, fourth year, like I couldn't imagine myself being on campus trying to find and make new friends. Like I never, no, uh-uh. no way. I never would have been out there just like figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? So no, that's, that's, that's dope. So essentially you graduate and you, you, you know, you was going to Detroit. Did you have a job? How was the job finding process for you? Or figuring out what you want to do, especially in a, I would consider a non-traditional field, you know, like how is it looking for opportunities? Yeah, I mean, it's an ongoing day-to-day kind of process. I really was blessed with my master's program where I was able to internship through the school, also be a PA, so a teaching assistant. So my first job there was a work study in the gallery, and then I started teaching studio arts or Surface Studio, which is two-dimensional art and design. So that was like my first mainstream of income when I moved up here. Then I started on my summers off. I would intern at different galleries just to gain that experience with curating, installing, deinstalling work, patching, painting, all of that. And then now with this gallery management position at the Car Center, I was actually an intern here first. And they saw my work ethic and they hired me as the manager soon after my internship contract ended. And then with Mac Alive, the place that I'm curating now, uh, my one of my old colleagues at Wayne State actually put me in touch with them and thought I'd be a great fit to help them out. Okay. So clearly here, like in the art world, the network, I won't say it's a small community, but a lot of artists do know each other. And so we put each other on to new experiences. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Always. Always. So essentially, like, how does it go? Like, what are you looking for? Let's get into your current day to day and get dive into it a little bit. So what does it look like when you're curating a vibe or curating the gallery? Like, what are you looking for? Do you start off with like, all right, this is an artist that I want to focus on or like, you know, some like bring us to that full process. None of us probably have any experience doing that. (laughs) Yeah, sure. So first, we usually just brainstorm a theme. So what was the show going to be called? What are we looking for? How does people we know or whose work do we know that actually relates to that theme. So it starts there. And then we start either doing studio visits where we go out to different artists' space where they work at, see their works in progress. We are able to curate, which is literally just picking out and discerning what's most relevant or what we want to show. And then also with curating, it also comes to like display So I'm also responsible for installing work where I get to decide where things are going to go on the walls, whether we're going to paint the wall red or purple or white, depending on the type of work that we're working with. 
Yeah. And then sometimes like if we don't have an idea or a thing to go off, we'll do an open call for art where we'll reach out to artists and put it online or whatever, whatever platform and ask people to submit what they have. And then from there, we're able to develop where is the cohesiveness or how do these things relate? And then from there, we can develop something a little more sustainable. Speaking of sustainability, like as an artist, like what's the best way you feel to, you know, make sure your bills is paid? You know what I'm saying? As an artist, like what do you feel like that is? Like, how do you do that? You got to be a social media like person type situation or can you build a brand and art outside of like being so on socials and things of that nature? Yeah, no, I would say building a brand for yourself as an artist is probably number one. Again, it goes back to that networking aspect. If you're not putting yourself out there, or putting your content out there, people are not going to know about you. Or there's so many artists nowadays, you can easily get overlooked. For me personally, I just work multiple jobs, which is, you know, the most physically sustainable, but you got to do what you got to do. So it's always good to have multiple streams of income. What your profession is, bro. I mean, of course, you can always sell art on the side. With artists, there is also a lot of grant opportunities where institutions will fund you for your art or fund you for your supplies. So that's an easy way to get money that you don't have to pay back. Cool. And I guess like, well, I guess about the last thing I probably want to talk about here is what is the, what does the future look like? Is this where this is the route you want to stay on? Do you look to do anything else? Like, you know, when you're in your younger days, you can, you can, you can work two, three, 10 jobs if you want to, you know what I'm saying? But once you hit that wall, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually have a couple of things that I have in mind or that I'm working towards for the future. So one, I want to have my own campus that houses a culinary, fine and performing arts space for underrepresented members of my community. So I want it to kind of become a chain. So one in Detroit and one in Newport News where kids, adults, whoever are able to come to this space, have a studio session where they're either producing their own music, recording, or they can be drawing, painting, sculpting, and then culinary arts aspect where there's a cafe and you get to produce your own dishes and things. I also want to possibly go back to school for either my PhD or just another master's in art therapy. So for me, like art has always been a passion, but it's also been therapy in a way to express myself and have this creative outlet that is healthier than a lot of other people's coping mechanisms. So I think that's really what I'm going to do. At the end of the day, I'm just all for accessibility because like you said, you may not have that much experience in art, but I feel like everybody especially people that look like us, but everybody should have the ability to see art, obtain art, collect art, hang art, make art, all of that. So I got my first real pieces probably like a couple of years ago. First real pieces where I, you know, I spent a decent little, little chunk of change on my pieces. And I, I'm excited about my pieces, but. You know, where do you get them? You got them from an art shop? Some Tracy, you got them from like a store. So the the, the girl that had, did them. I didn't know her, but I seen it online. And it was in DC. So I did like DC local art, you know, hashtag whatever. Yeah. And then it was like in a little like they had it up in a little gallery type situation. Yeah. And then I just basically just said, hey, I'm trying to get this type situation. How much is it? 
And I was like, all right, yeah, it's a good little investment right here. You know, I, I don't know the ROI yet. You know what I'm saying? But you say it's a good little tax thing because I think I could just say, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this or not, but I think you could just say how much the, 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 the value is that you think it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And go yeah. for real. So. Yeah, you can get your your collected items appraised and then that'll set the value and you're able to have a tax write-off as mm-hmm. like a contribution and also as a value, like an asset. So that's what I'm start paying my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, because I I have a couple of collectors and most of them, well, some of them, some people just flip art. So once you make it big and your prices go up, they're able to sell your work for even more than what they bought it for. How do you flip it? Like, what's the, what's the, like, like, obviously we know how to flip a house, like Max and real estate. We see people flipping houses all the time. But if I go buy a piece of art, like how long do I have to hold it to really get some, some return on my investment if I put it back out on the market? Yeah, it, I guess it really depends on the success of the artist that you got it from. Like right now, one of the local artists, Judy Bowman, she used to sell her stuff for like 200, 300. Now it's going for 30,000 in New York. So mm-hmm. it, it, and that happened in a matter of, I mean, it happened in time, but that change happened in a week, you know? So it, it's really about who has access to your art, where are you displaying this stuff, but also is the artist pushing to make it in the market? Yeah. That makes sense. So uh, what about Art Basel? Like, do you, what do you feel about that? Like, everybody keeps on telling me I need to go. Everybody else is going down there. You know, they got all kinds of nonsense that you see on, on the on like Instagram and stuff like that. Yeah. So what is it? What was the thought from our community about that? That's <laughs> no, I think I think it's a great honor. I personally have not been. It's it's really just like a huge fair festival dedicated to the arts where people can show their art. They can do live painting. They can acquire art. They can network with with other artists. But it's like low-key, like the Grammys of the art. Like, you know, like it's, it's, it's big. So, but I haven't been, so. I've seen a little kid. He was like, maybe like eight, 10 years old. I don't know, but he has like some Picasso style drawings or whatever that's, whatever style, style drawing that is. Like Cubism? Yeah, Cubism, like Picasso style. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> trying to call me on, trying to catch him one, but he was making a, he's making a, like a lot of money. I think he was, his stuff is like going for a couple ten some ten plus grand a piece. Six, like eight and ten years old. And I was like, hold on, now. I'm that's to, amazing, yo. I'm about to get my canvas out. 100. Yes, please do it. <laughs> uh, Max, you got anything else before we kind of start wrapping this up? We do got a new segment that we're introducing today. You'll be the first test on it. You got it's called the final ten questions. Called the final 10. It's just rapid fire questions. And we're going to just get your get your opinions on these, your answers for these questions. Okay. So next. Nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm waiting to see this new segment. I think it's going to be interesting. So all right. We're waiting to see this new segment. Yeah, I'm okay. waiting to see this new segment. Where we go right here. So are you ready, Tia? Yes. All right. Well, first of all, before we get started with this, like go ahead and tell everybody, like, get, what's your advice? For anybody that is at UVA now looking to go down this path that you have chosen to go down with being involved in these in our community, what would you be your advice for them to have the best success that they could possibly have? Honestly, hard work pays off. So stay motivated, stay lifted, whatever you got to do, stay prayed up. But just keep pushing, honestly. At the end of the day, your hard work will be recognized. And when you surround yourself with the people, that are for you, you'll you'll definitely be all right. 
Right. That's all good stuff right there. Well, here we go. New segment. New segment. So this is the Fast 10. Fast 10 right here. So I'm just going to say the question. You just give us your quickest answer. All right. It's going to be real chill. It's going to be real chill. So let's say if I said like UVA versus VTech, you know, saying you give us your answer. Just like it's like it's like versus. It's not, it's not like nothing like deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here we go. Hotels or Airbnbs? Airbnb. Listen to books or read books? Read. Go to the movies or watch Netflix? Netflix. Cable TV or stream TV? Stream TV. IG stories or IG posts? IG stories. Watch the news or read the news? Watch the news. Would you rather start a podcast or would you rather write a book? Start a podcast. Apple or Android? Apple. Detroit pizza or New York pizza? Detroit. Would you hire a moving company or would you ask your friends to help you move? I have my friends. Oh, help no. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, it man. right there. That's the fire team right there. So, Tia, we appreciate you jumping on here. Excited to always get new perspectives and new new things that people are doing. Tell people, how can people reach you? How can they get in touch with you? On my website or my IG, which is both Mermaid Productions, M-O-E-M-O-E Productions. But yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, if we can work together in the future, we're going to have to get something set up for like Black Alumni Weekend or something like that and see if we can get you to create a vibe or something like that for a podcast, a live podcast. That'd be dope. All right. So yeah, appreciate you being on here. That's it for us. We'll see you guys next week. We out.